Hello and welcome to the latest uh, episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aitken from Narrow in the Field. And we're off up to Scotland to air this weekend, covering three races from their Gold Cup card on Saturday, including the big race itself, the Air Gold Cup. And it's a Scottish double whammy this week, of course. We'll be staying in Scotland for the next instalment of our football Trixie battle top, middle and bottom. But it's racing first, as always, uh, starting with coverage of the Doonside Cup. Uh, due off at 1.55 on Saturday at Air. Ben, uh, welcome along, mate. And can you start us off with that one? No, it's only, yeah, definitely the, the Doonside Cup. I did have a shortlist of two, but... As we figured out two minutes ago, mm. my Prospero, non-runner, was a shame because I think that was his chance. Um, he's a bit of an underachiever, my Prospero, but I think that was not a open goal from. But I think it was a big chance for him. Uh, don't know why he's a non-runner, but he is a non-runner, which actually only leaves me with Helvic Dream, and he's making a trip over from Ireland. For this, he's coming from the No Mead, no Mead yard. Uh, this is actually only the second horse No Mead has sent to air since 2003. The other horse he sent to air in that period was Arch Rebel, who ran third in the Doonside Cup in 2009. So, hell of a dream, certainly you catching the eye on that sort of angle that Mead does not come over very often at all. Um, I'm assuming he's coming over, No Mead looking for some ground with cutting it because Helvic Dream's four wins, they've all come in soft or heavy. So if the ground does soften up plenty, then that's going to uh, enhance Helvic Dream's chances. It's currently good to soft. Uh, there is a bit of rain, I think, forecast. But I hopefully good soft will do them um, because if you look at Helvic Dream in August to October on soft or heavy ground, and in single-figure fields, uh, he has three wins and a third from his four starts. So rain will certainly enhance his chances. Apart from that, though, Tony, I don't really have much to say. I've got a note <laughs> on Bateman's, Bateman's Bay for Kevin Ryan um, because I noted him after finishing where they finished his race at Royal Ascot, which he ran in the EU. Queen's Vaz, he finished 10th, so that was his first run of the season. My note says, should be worth following with the Ascot run under his belt. First run of the season, had a poor draw, but he's been off since then. He's been off for 94 days since then, so he might need to run again. I don't know, so um, I don't know why Bateman's Bay has been off. He is a horse on my radar. Probably not planning back number of them honestly, because I'd like to see a run under his belt. Maybe they've got other targets, but yeah, I'm... Uh, I was my Prospero. I'm now Helvic Dream, but I want some rain for him. So mm. over to you, Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Bateman's, uh, Bateman's Bay was Rafe Beckett's first uh, run tomorrow for uh, Kevin Ryan, which is interesting. So, oh, not, so he was. Good point. Good point. Not quite sure yeah, where uh, when he when he left uh, Rafe Beckett. So obviously a bit of a train of fallout, but it won't be the first uh, owner to fall out with. Uh, Rafe Beckett, but um, yeah, interesting one. Uh, my Prospero is still in the betting here, but it's only from uh, 
uh, one firm who uh, all the rest of the firms have taken him out and uh, just one firm is still trying to get uh, some money for my Prospero which uh, seeing as he was taken out at 20 to 9 last night is a bit of a disgrace but I won't name them but they, they know who they are uh, yeah this is what Doonside Cup it's clear here uh, that um, trainer Andrew Balding likes to target this contest, Ben. The handler is three from five in the race with a further uh, couple hitting the frame, a further runner hitting the frame, uh, rather. Opera Gal, eight to 13, Scottish, uh, nine to two. Encapsulation in 2019 at nine to two have all won this race for the trainer. Imperial Fighter represents... Uh, Andrew Balding here. PJ McDonald, who knows the track very well, is in the saddle. Uh, obviously, out of form, um, in decent form, wasn't disgraced uh, at Epsom uh, in the Diamed Stakes, the Group 3 Diamed Stakes, but uh, well out of form in the Royal Hunt Cup and again at Glorious Goodwood in the Chesterfield Cup. But uh, obviously, he, he has an eye for this race with, with some horses that he thinks can go well here. Imperial Fighter might be a long shot, but trainer Andrew Balding has a special record in this uh, this race, uh, obviously, uh, the four-year-old needs to be respected, and uh, another couple as well in the race. Uh, but I'll be I'll be Imperial Fighter uh, at the, at the moment. But uh, another two I can mention: uh, Long Layoffs. Two of the last eight have uh, won this race from Long Layoffs. Uh, Lakota Sue, two-time winner at Lingfield on good ground, and uh, Newmarket on good to firm in a solid two-year-old season makes a seasonal debut here. Uh, Lakota Sue for trainer Charlie Johnson. Um, uh, 365 days off as well. Nice, uh, nice round uh, year missing there. And looking brew also makes his seasonal debut. Ten to one at the moment, beaten but not disgraced. And a couple of defeats on turf last season as a two-year-old. Adieb and Secret Number. They're the two who have both won this race following uh, long layoffs. So keep an eye on Looking Brew and uh, Lakota Sue. But uh, in each way. Uh, for me, unfortunately, down to Blundy 7 now. Uh, Imperial Fighter at around 33 to 1. So, uh, anyway, but uh, on to the big cups now. First of all, the Silver Cup, Class 2 handicap over six furlongs, Ben. Yeah, I have an interesting angle for the Air Silver Cup, Tony. It's nice and simple. Uh, the last 11 winners all ran in a Class 2 handicap. Either Doncaster, Goodwood, Haydock or Ripon last time out. And all of them had also won over at least six furlongs, but no further than seven furlongs. In fact, the last 25 winners of the Air Silver Cup had previously won over at least six furlongs and no further than seven and a half furlongs. Now, this year, there's only two qualifiers who meet those two stats, and they are Call Me Ginger and Wob, Wob, Wob. Call Me Ginger, he's our previous Bronze Cup winner, won the 2021 Bronze Cup, and he's a horse that he generally is at his peak in September. He's won six of his 12 races during September, and he's placed on two others. Now, he's well fancied for the Portland Handicap at Doncaster last weekend. He didn't have the best of draws that day. He was in store four, so I'd easily forgive that effort. He finished eighth of 22. It wasn't actually a bad effort, but the draw was, I think, against him. He's drawn high in the Silver Cup. Should be okay, because there'll least be pace horses housed across the track. So yeah, call me Ginger, you likely a goldie horse. You'll be targeted for this weekend, or you've been targeted this month. And Wob, Wob, Wob. Now, he comes here off finishing an excellent third in the Great St. Wilfred uh, Ripon last time out. That was a massive run from the five-year-old, I thought, because he actually won his side of the draw. 
He's only beaten by two horses running on the opposite side of the track. And the form of the Great St. Wilfred has also worked out well so far. And the race has already produced six individual winners, as well as six placed efforts from uh, beaten horses or horses in, that ran in the Great St. Wilfred. A wob, wob, wob also has his conditions in his favour here. So when you look at him in turf races over six or seven furlongs and off breaks of 21 to 75 days, you find he has four wins and three places from seven starts. He's also three wins and two places from nine starts in September and October. So it's a, a time of the year where Wob 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 generally runs well. He also has an additional bonus. Uh, he's going to be able to make his own pace. So doesn't need to rely on there being pace horses around him. He can just go out and make things on his own terms. Wob Wob Wob. Out with that too, I think Lucky Man may be worth a look. He finished a close fourth in the Gold Cup last year off a £6 higher mark. He does tend to come alive in the autumn winter period as well. And in September alone, he's one win and two places from three starts. So Lucky Man is he's on my radar at bigger prices. He's around 25s. But I'm very much interested in Wob 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 in the Silver Cup. He's the one that is at the top of my list right now. Tony, what have you got? Yeah, we've got uh, three on my list. Um, well, I've, actually, I've got five, a short list of five. I'll mention Admiral D and uh, also Ken Gorm as well to look out for. But uh, the three I'll be interested in, Fast and Loose for trainer Kevin Ryan. Uh, fairly decent season without winning, not beating fine, three starts before. A disastrous effort at Thursk earlier this month. Clearly better than that. Fast and Loose, that's around 33s. Uh, Dan Zan. Third of 22 in 2021 and beat 23 rivals 12 months ago in a couple of bronze cups. Uh, starts at this meeting. Uh, could go well again if uh, getting a soft lead on the front end as well. And uh, he could be racing upsides or because he's not drawn far away of uh, Wob, Wob, Wob as well, which I uh, I like as well, Ben. And uh, you've, you've said most of it there. Uh, running well in defeat in the last couple of starts at Goodwood and Ripon. Uh, should be up with the pace early in the race. And I've got, uh, could hang on for a place, but uh, I'm actually changing that and could hang on to win after listening to what you've uh, said there, Ben. So, <laughs> so I'm going for Wob, Wob, Hopefully. Wob at 10 to 1, Dan Zan at 11 to 1 and uh, Fast and Loose at 33 to 1. But uh, I wouldn't put listeners off having a look at Admiral Day and Cairngorm uh, as post time approaches. On to the big one now, 3.35 at Ed on Saturday, the Air Gold Cup Class 2 handicap over six furlongs, Ben. Yeah, the Ergo Cup, uh, sort of race I could spend hours digging into. Uh, plenty of ways you could slice and dice it. On the pace front, doesn't actually look to be much advantage to one side over the other, I don't think. Looks to be pace drawn on both sides. So there shouldn't be any advantage on that side of things, on the pace side. Not an easy race to find a, a solid shortlist for, but I'm currently settling on the following. Ali's Dancer. Bielsa, Lethal, Levi, Ramazan, and Monta Sib. Ali's dancer ran in the race last year, but he ultimately ended up well beaten. He was drawn a stall one that day, though, and that has proven a difficult place to be breaking from in the Gold Cup. Ground was also possibly on the quickest side for him. He ran a big race from a poor draw last time out in the Stewards Cup. I think it could be a player this year, as long as the ground doesn't dry out any, which it, it shouldn't. Um, over five and six furlongs and good to softer, softer. And from marks below 96, 
Ali's dancers are unbeaten five from five. So conditions do look like they will be in his favour, and I like Ali's dancers' chances. Bielsa, he's a previous winner of the race, won it in 2021 from a one-pound lower mark. He ran an excellent race in Stewart's Cup last time on heavy ground. He finished third. He loved his conditions to shoot for here. Six furlongs, a break of 31 days or more, mark of 100 or less, and his favourite double-figure field. Six wins in three places from 12 starts under those conditions. Um, now, I'm not a huge fan of his draw and stall one, though. Horses breaking from the lowest stall in the Gold Cup are zero from 25. So, what a small negative there for Bielsa to overcome. Apart from that, I think he looks solid enough. Lisa Levi, he's one I noted as a as running well from a poor draw at the Ebor meeting in August uh, at York, obviously. He ran at Doncaster last week, but I think the soft ground possibly played against him on that day, as did the extended six furlong trip. For all, it's a, a decent enough effort for him. Uh, he's well handicapped at present. Uh, gets a first-time visor here as well to see if that can spark him back to some of his three-year-old sort of form. Um, so that's interesting that they stick the visor on Lethal Levi. Ramazan, he represents the three-year-olds, one of only two in the race. Now he's been running and winning over seven furlongs on recent starts. Um, but he does have some decent six furlong form from his two-year-old career, uh, including a second and nursery at this meeting last year. I don't think he's short on speed, Ramazan. So he's interesting, dropping back to sprinting trips. And Montesib, he's always on my shortlist. Uh, he's not been seen since running eighth in the international stakes at Ascot in July over seven furlongs. And he's actually spent all but one of his 13 career starts over seven furlongs or a mile. He's dropped back to six furlongs here for the first time since his career debut back in September 2020. So I think it's another potentially interesting one that's cutting back on trip, cutting back on trip somewhere to Ramazan. But as things stand, I think it's Ali's dancer. He's the one I like most on my shortlist. I'll definitely be playing him. I'll be definitely playing more than the race as well. I think it's possibly Lisa Levi, but I'll confirm my own exact plan of attack when I pick through the race again on Friday afternoon. But Ali's dancer is who I'm most keen on. Tony, what have you got? Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. This it is a it's a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is, this it race. Is. Uh, I, I thought I did the bronze gold cup and I did the silver cup as well, and the, the, the kind of. As, as we we both say, wob 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 kind of stood out and all that, but there's nothing standing out here. Uh, I will be going. Uh, I know you shouldn't, and you shouldn't say this, but uh, I, I I think if he wins tomorrow, I think it may be Summergan's last race uh, because they'll be taking him as a sprinter into a, 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 next year as a ten year old. I do honestly believe that uh, if Summergan does the business for David O'Mara and Danny Tudhope uh, tomorrow, um, that uh, he'll get retired uh, after the race. So uh, best luck to Summergand, and I'll probably have a, a couple of quid each way on him, uh, as the heart uh, will be telling me to do. Um, but uh, as far as my shortlist is, uh, Summergand's 
uh, stablemate Abarama Gold, uh, Ramazan is uh, one of yours as well, uh, Ben, and Northern Express. And the two I'm interested in, unfortunately, I do apologise to listeners because uh, you do know I do go bigger than this. Uh, two at the head of the markets, I can't get away from. One Lipin, who uh, is a distance winner, a decent second last time out in the Garabi Stakes over six furlongs in a listed race. Uh, beaten three quarters of length by Comanche Falls uh, earlier this month. And Orazio uh, for Charles Hills, Jim Crowley in the saddle there. Uh, he's also eight to one. Um, he didn't run too. He's running well um, earlier this season in April, uh, winning at Newmarket and Mascot in May. Um, beaten, didn't run too badly. Only beaten two and a half lengths uh, by St. Lawrence in the Walkingham. Ran very, very well in the Walkingham Stakes. And then kind of uh, the Stewards Cup uh, didn't get get his own way uh, in a race won by Abarama Gold. He was the 100 to 30 favourite there though Arazio and uh, I think he'll, uh, he'll run a lot better off a mark of 101 uh, tomorrow. Arazio and uh, Juan Le Pen to join uh, Abarama Gold, Ramazan and Northern Express and uh, best luck and fingers crossed hoping for a big run from uh, Summergan but that's my heart talking there rather than me pocket. All right, it's um, time for top, middle and bottom. That's uh, the big races all sorted out there. Uh, a bit of the pod you've all been waiting for, gang. It's your favourite, top, middle and bottom. Oh, golly, what a boy! The great thing about loving football is you cannot explain why you love it. It just happens. Chasing a ball around a park, wanting one team to win against the other. El Mahani Rayford, Oh, jeezy peeps, man. Top, middle and bottom. Yes, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for. Uh, before this week's selections, Ben, what's the scores on the doors after last week's jeezy peeps, man? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very appropriate run into the, the <laughs> top middle and bottom Gigi Beeps man because it was borderline disasters last week. Less said about that, the better. Uh, myself, one winner, two losers, minus four points. Tony, one winner, two losers, minus four points. Uh, overall totals, myself, minus 10.1. Yeah, yeah. Tony, plus 19.93. You've still got the buffer. Still there. Long. This week, still there, Tony. This week, I am going for, in the top, the Scottish Championship, I am going for Wraith Rovers to beat Airdrie at 17-10. to 10. Interesting fact about Wraith Rovers, Tony, I used to live in a flat next door to Starks Park in, in Kirkcaldy. Really? Never went You've to, never told yeah. me that before? Yeah, I didn't think I had. Never went to one <laughs> game. <laughs> if they were playing Should've. at the bottom of your garden, you would draw the curtains. Well, I pray did every weekend. Um, <laughs> but yes... Wraith Rovers to beat Airdrie at 17-10. to 10. Wraith are currently top league on a four-match winning streak. Airdrie are coming off the back of a 4-0 tank in the Arbroath last week. They've gone seven games without getting a clean sheet. Heads, head-to-heads between Wraith and Airdrie. Wraith are unbeaten in 17 matches against them. They've scored at least once in the last 13. So Wraith Rovers, for me here, my old neighbours. Uh, middle, <laughs> Scottish first. Cove Rangers to beat Edinburgh at 67 to 100. Tough round of matches in the first division this week, I thought, but Cove are better, or at least should be better, than their current ninth place suggests, while Edinburgh are 
absolutely as bad as their six defeats from six suggest. A close defeats have only come by one goal margin, so possibly a little unlucky if you sit in second bottom. And I'm going to take the Cove to get the win over the struggling Edinburgh side. And bottom, Scottish second, Forfart Athletic to beat Stranraer at 9-4. to A Forfart have had a slow start to the season, but they're starting to get their act together. They've also managed to snaffle a few promising youngsters on loan in the last couple of weeks, I noticed while doing my research, Tony. Uh, one of mm. those, Cameron Ferguson from mm. Newcastle, the son of one Duncan Ferguson. Um, and they also got a kid called Rory McLeod, who I believe is a very highly rated Scottish youth international from Dundee United. Uh, he only joined a couple of days before their last game. So I think once those... There's got a few others as well. So once they get embedded in the team, I think Forfar should start moving up the league, should start picking up points. They've actually also only lost one of the last 12 against Stranraer. So it's been a good fixture for them. So Forfar for me in the bottom, and that's Wraith Rovers, Cove Rangers, and Forfar Athletic for me. What have you got, Tony? Well, I've got three different ones for you. They're all home wins uh, here, Ben. Uh, Dunfermline at 21 to 20 against Morton. Uh, Anna Athletic, or Anna Athletic, um, uh, 6-5 against Alloa, and uh, I was going to go for, confident behind uh, Dunfermline and Annan, uh, Pony Rig Rose or Dumbarton. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, and it's no. come down, it wasn't a flip of a coin, it was the head ruling the heart. Dumbarton, 23-20 oh. against Peterhead. Dumbarton at home to Peterhead at 23-20 to join Annan Athletic against Alloa at 6-5. Dunfermline, 21-20 against Morton. That's this week's. What do you reckon, mate? Dumbarton, going to let us down again? Well, they let one of us down every damn week. <laughs> oh, they've got a win. I mean, nah, surely. Come on. They've got to get I it right, haven't they? I don't, I've given up trying to guess. Tony. I don't know. <laughs> All Don't right. <laughs> Many thanks for uh, listening to the latest edition of the Racing Podcast. Very best of luck with your air betting on this uh, silver and gold uh, weekend. Uh, don't forget, uh, I'm on the radio each weekday morning, epic uh, radio between 5 and 7, Shedot Radio between 7 and 9, and then you can catch Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. And uh, there you go, uh, Ben, narrowingthefield.co.uk. But you all know where that is anyway. Uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, next episode of the Racing Pod Blast. Big thanks for listening this week. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Tony. Cheers. <laughs> I thought you'd gone already there. Have a great weekend, everyone. No, I'm still here.